It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Episode 24, Frugal Side Hustles. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, hello, hello. Is anybody there? I'm here. I'm still here. It's me, Jill. Oh, it's me, Jen. And we're your frugal friends coming at you on another episode of the Frugal Friends Podcast. Happy Frugal Friends Friday if you're listening to this and you are one of our subscribers getting it as soon as it comes out. Uh, We are so thankful for you. And uh, we're talking about a really cool listener request today. How are you feeling about it, Jill? I'm feeling good about it. I think that this is a topic that we've received some positive feedback that we don't make people do a bunch of side hustles to be mm-hmm. frugal. Um, so still don't feel guilty or like pressured into doing this. But I think it is worth talking about since this is such a strong topic in this community of What are ways to make extra money, get out of debt fast? So it is a reality. And for those of you who don't even know what a side hustle is, it's basically a way to bring in added income, extra income. But there's now a whole term around it called the side hustle. Right. And it's 2018 and everybody has a side hustle now. Even if you don't know what the term means, you probably (laughs) still have one. (laughs) You're probably doing it. Yeah, we are, as frugal as we are, probably also equally the queens of side hustling. So (laughs) we understand the fact that there's only so much you can cut from your budget and there's only so much spending that you can cut. Uh, But the opportunity to make extra money if you do it right can be limitless. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about some of our favorite strategies for getting the most bang for your buck the best bang from your buck. I don't know how you turn that phrase around. But first, (laughs) a word from our sponsors. So our first sponsor today is actually not an official sponsor, but we've just been sharing about them for the past few weeks because I remembered that CookSmarts offers three free weeks of meal plans. And I was like, why don't we talk about them more often? So we decided to add them as an unofficial official sponsor and or an official unofficial sponsor. Yeah, there you go. And if you have not been listening to us for the past few weeks, Cook Smarts, it's a meal planning service uh, that provides 
everything you need in a meal plan. So the recipes, the instructions, weekend prep options if you want to prep things on Sunday to make the week easier, and a shopping list for four meals per week. And they have a regular menu, they have gluten-free, paleo, and vegetarian options. And you can switch between all of them because they have an archive of recipes that if you get something you don't like that week, you can switch out for anything. But they try and make every week kind of as conducive to what's seasonal um, and overlapping as many ingredients as possible. So I love CookSmarts. I will use it when I'm in a season where I'm just too busy to function. And uh, But while I do mm-hmm. advocate making your own meal plans, how can you say no to three free weeks of them? So you can get them yeah. if you head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CS. And if eventually you do go on to sign up for meal planning, um, you will help support the podcast through your purchase at no extra cost to you. So again, not an official sponsor, but we love them. Yeah, I like that you can tailor it to your needs, that there's not just one across the board. These are the recipes you're getting. I like that it's for how you eat, whether that's vegetarian mm-hmm. or like like you mentioned. So that's great. Hard eyes. Also, <laughs> heart eyes. Yes. Sorry. Throwing you off. Referring to the emoji heart eyes that you can send back and forth. I'm using Uh, all kinds of 2018 lingo here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up. Even though I'm (laughs) a I'm a millennial. You will get anyhow. Also brought to you by time management. So we all only get 24 hours in a day, but Planning how to spend those hours is the difference between getting nothing done and getting something done. Wow. It's the best way to feel accomplished and to make room for that amazing side hustle. So time management, if you didn't learn it when you were 10, try it now. Amen. Ooh, I love time management. It really does help me from getting nothing done to getting something done. (laughs) It really does do that. <laughs> yep. So Pre- pretty kudos. vague, but some intense yeah. Uh, yeah, results. Yeah. Kudos to Time Management for generously sponsoring the show. <laughs> Very <laughs> generous. Now that we're talking about side hustles, side gigs, gig economy, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, we want to talk about side hustles. Like, let's be real honest about them. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about all of the things that you could do. Let's talk about the most lucrative things you can do, the things that will make you the most money for the least time, not necessarily the least effort, but um, Mm. as little time as possible. And also that can possibly grow into something more than a side hustle. So that is when we look at side hustles from a frugal perspective and and ones that cost very little to get started. Yeah. Um, those are kind of the things that we're thinking about it. We are not in crisis mode. We're not desperate to make extra money. Uh, we're just trying to get a little extra to either pay off debt faster, save up for a vacation, um, you know, do do the extra mile, go the extra mile. So- mm-hmm. That is our mindset in bringing you this episode today. And with that, our first article is from Market Watch. And I love the title of this episode, of this article. It is yeah. Behold, 
the most <laughs> lucrative, in parentheses, and fulfilling side hustles. Mm-hmm. Though I did read the article and I didn't find anything about these side hustles being fulfilling. Um, but I guess maybe if they pay you enough, that's enough to fulfill you. <laughs> it's <laughs> enough to fulfill me. Money Definitely. fulfills me for sure. So I guess that's, that's what they mean. That's mostly what I need from a side hustle is for it to not require a lot for me and to pay me back nicely. It, yeah, it, like you don't, tenfold. Uh-huh. That's the point. It's something you're doing <laughs> on the side. So it yes. can't take up all of your time. Yeah. So um, Market Watch, it's a short article, but it's about a study uh, done by uh, Credit Loan. And it's a small study, so I won't say it's a scientific study. It's only like about less than a thousand Americans, but it goes through different side hustles and gives the median and maximum monthly income for them and then the median hourly rates. So mm. even if you're making a thousand dollars a month from like driving Uber, what are you really making per hour after all of your expenses and stuff? Yeah. So that's kind of what it's breaking down here for. My favorite thing uh, was that if, Jill, you see at the very end of the median hourly rates, mm-hmm. all the way down at the bottom, blogging, vlogging, or podcasting yes. makes people an average of $3 an hour. Ooh. So <laughs> you can see how lucrative the Frugal Friends podcast is for us. Um <laughs> You know money fulfills me, and this is what I'm in it for. Um, I do it for all $3 an hour. And that's actually only $1.50 an hour because we share it, Jill. Yeah. So we do it for all $1.50 an hour. Don't spend it all in one place, Jen. I I do because I have luxurious tastes. I buy less so that I can buy better. <laughs> I'll spend it on mm, my pack girl. of gum that I can't get. I can't give up. <laughs> no matter how broke I ever might become in life. Gum will always be in the budget. Oh my gosh. Mine is good toilet paper. Mm, that's I, right. Whenever I accidentally buy the cheapest toilet paper, I always regret it. I go into this like least expensive mode and then I just buy, you know, everything mm-hmm. on my list and I get home with the cheapest toilet paper. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what was I on? What was I thinking? Yeah. I always regret it. Always. Mm-hmm. So our top five median monthly incomes are selling or renting property, uh, which is a median of $500 a month, mm-hmm. ride sharing, which is a medium of 350 Number three is fitness training or coaching, uh, which is $200 a month. Beachbody coaches from two years ago are all rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Four is freelance work or consulting, which is about $200 a month. And rounding out the top five is e-commerce or drop shipping at $150 a month. And these are all the side hustle range. These aren't mm-hmm. like full-time people doing this right. stuff. Right. They're not doing it for their work. Uh-huh. I will say uh, tied for fifth place is tutoring or teaching also at $150. Oh. So, but okay. it's different from the hourly. The median hourly rates, like when you break it down, how much would these people be making hourly? The top five go in this order, selling or renting property. So again, that one is at the top. So like find a way to do that, apparently. <laughs> selling or renting property, that's $81 an hour. Uh, computer repair is listed at about $20 an hour median rate. 
Fitness training or consulting is third at, again, about $20 an hour. Then freelance work or consulting at about $20 an hour. And fifth is photography or videography at $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. So a little variation. Anything shocking to you or pretty typical in your mind, Jill? It is interesting to me that it doesn't go hand in hand between the monthly rates and the hourly rates. That, yeah, computer repair is right up there with coaching and freelance work and photography. Something that I anticipated was that, yeah, ride sharing is number two for monthly income. But when you're looking at it down here, it's $15 an hour. And that's, I don't even think taking into consideration all of the like expenses of gas and wear on the car. That's Mm. just strictly like what you make per hour. Right. So that did not surprise me uh, just with all of the things that I've heard people having like problems with, with ride sharing, like the surge prices and, and all that stuff. But um, so selling or renting property, that one is definitely less accessible at first. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do Airbnb in our spare room. And that's essentially the same as, you know, renting property. Um, And it's a, it's a really great way. We make about a thousand extra dollars a month. And the only things that I have to do are clean the rooms when people are done. And uh, Airbnb is super flexible with how frequently you have people. So um, if you can't, you know, go home between a quick turn, somebody leaving and somebody coming the mm-hmm. same day, you can, you know, block days out and and really do what works for you. So it's definitely one of the easiest ways to to use what you've got to make money. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken a look at about how many hours you put into Airbnb from scheduling people to cleaning to restocking to even maybe talking with with people about the area? What a great question. I haven't. It it usually takes me about an hour to clean. Mm-hmm. And that's just one room and one bathroom. But then I'll also clean the rest of my house, which might take another half hour, hour. But I don't count that because I have to clean the rest clean of my house anyhow. anyway. Sure. It's yeah. just a nice motivator. Exactly. Um the talking, it depends on the guests. Some are more talkative than others, um, but we don't usually see that as work. That's mm-hmm. really enjoyable for us. Mm-hmm. And then there's no work with scheduling or or anything. We don't even have to be there when they come in because we have a keypad. So right. really that hour of cleaning is the only hard time that I put into it. Yeah. So it's probably safe to say for you that, you know, maybe 10 hours maximum is put towards this. And that at that rate, that'd be about $100 an hour for you Mm -hmm. in Airbnb, which even though that this is a harder side hustle to get to, um, it does help to know, well, in the future, if I want to have a side hustle, what is the 
best bang for my time or like what what is the most lucrative thing that I want to be aiming for. And so for me, yeah, watching you do Airbnb, reading about it through articles like this, that is a goal of mine to know that my end result isn't going to be that I'm taking surveys and that's going to be my ultimate side hustle. Like my ultimate side Mm -hmm. hustle will be selling or renting property. Yeah. Um, Some of the lowest hourly rates, Mm. um, which are going to be really funny. So (laughs) what's the um, minimum wage now? I think it's 725 or is it higher than that? I think somewhere in the seven. So I'm going to start below minimum wage, the ones Mm -hmm. that are below minimum wage. So Mm -hmm. at $7 an hour, we've got direct sales and making and selling crafts. (laughs) uh, Crafts, art, or food. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that takes so much time to make and then you can only sell it for like a certain amount. Like I think yeah. it's just too labor intensive. Yep. And then at $6 an hour, we have personal or virtual assistant. And I think this might be taking into consideration like sites like TaskRabbit or Fiverr or things like that, uh-huh. um, which are not very lucrative. At $5 an hour, we have house sitting and survey taking. Um, but that could be $10 an hour if you take surveys while house-sitting. Ooh, good point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then we all know at $3 an hour, we've got podcasting and blogging and vlogging. <laughs> Here you so, go. We've made the wisest choice. You know that we have. We're clearly <laughs> concerned entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. No, we're in and it for the friendship. That's the only reason we're in it. Yeah. <laughs> we love I you wouldn't people. Get to talk to you if there wasn't a podcast involved. I know. But I think we should we should be asking people to fund us $3 per month because I don't think we're making that yet. I think these are <laughs> some these are some pretty high-ranking podcasters uh-huh. to be making $3 a month, man. I know. I I want to like, talk to tell them. me tell me your skills. Right? Tricks and tips. I sunk money. I bought I bought those uh, bookmarks. We got Frugal Friends bookmarks, Ooh, and yeah. I passed them out at the financial blogging conference I went to, and they were a hit, y'all. People mm-hmm. love the Frugal Friends book club. I don't know if they're listening to the podcast, but they love the book club. Yeah, they do. And bookmarks, free bookmarks with our faces bookmarks. on them. Mm. So. <laughs> I found interesting from this article, just the statistics in it about how common side hustles are becoming. They cite this research that was done by Credit Loan that more Americans today are working multiple jobs than at any point in the last 20 years. It has become a, a very common thing. I I don't quite know what, what that speaks to. I'm sure we could talk about that for a long time, but we won't. Uh, <laughs> something else that I found interesting, I wonder what your thoughts are on this, but the the article cited that personality type has a lot to do with side hustles and maybe even the types of side hustles chosen and how much money can be made. They say that extroverts earn 80% more than introverts uh, because introverts are more likely to take on computer repair, house sitting, while extroverts will do the bartending, the fitness coaching, the blogging. Um, I I thought that that was interesting and like kind of sad that, okay, if this is true, you've got one personality type much more able to 
make money at a side hustle than somebody who might be more prone to being introverted. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, this is a common occurrence in entrepreneurship that you have to put yourself out there in any side hustle in order to earn more. Mm. And it's harder for us introverts to put ourselves out there, whether it's just a more lucrative side hustle altogether Mm. or to marketing ourselves for any side hustle. Mm. So I think, I mean, that's one disadvantage that we have, but I know a ton of introverts that are doing well in business. They've Mm -hmm. just had to learn to compartmentalize. Like when Mm -hmm. I have my business face on, then I'm extroverted and then I go home and I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think in that, then it's helpful to read articles like this to see, well, what are the most lucrative things and how can that fit whatever personality type or style you are? And another thing that Mm -hmm. they listed is that it's the biggest key is that you need to enjoy your side hustle. So don't just go do something. Don't start trying to make crocheted bunny hats for infants if you don't one, know how to crochet or two, care about like putting bunny hats on infants, then that's like, that's not your thing. Don't do that. Even if so-and-so says it makes a lot of money, like find something that when you're doing this, in addition to the regular work that you do, that there's an element of fun or joy or life in it for you. Yeah, that's so important because I think it's so easy for us to see somebody else doing really well in something and then try it because it looks easy. But the Mm -hmm. reason it looks easy for them is because they really, A, put the work in and B, enjoy Mm -hmm. it. And you need to find something you enjoy Um, to put work into Mm -hmm. because what works for someone else may not work for you. And especially if that thing is podcasting. (laughs) I was just going to say, it speaks to us doing podcasting. We clearly, we just enjoy this. It will be great when it brings in some money, but for now... We both really like doing it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't drain me. It doesn't steal away. This is an enjoyable time for me. Yeah. But if you wanted to like Venmo us $3, we wouldn't be <laughs> against it. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> for sure. Also, it's at the bottom of the monthly income, if you were wondering, at uh, $25 a month. So, <laughs> yeah. Killing it. Killing it. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. 
It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) All right. So uh, anything else to say about this one, Jill? No, I think that's good for that one. I think it it gives a good intro to what a side hustle is, the reasons for doing it, and some good ideas, too, for what you might explore uh, for your interests. If if you yes. need some ideas, some create to get your creative juices flowing. And it gives you an accurate picture of what some of these side hustles are making because mm-hmm. the advertising dollars behind these companies that offer essentially advertising for you to make money on your services, you can find anybody that's you know, one person that's making a lot of money with any of these services. And yeah. then you'll see their story pasted on the internet. But you don't hear much about the little guys that are not, that are making $7 an hour doing mm-hmm. it. So I think it's first important to know that if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. It seems really easy to just put your info up on TaskRabbit and have all the tasks come to you and make a lot of money doing virtual <laughs> assisting um, and then end up making $6. Uh, So that is first perspective. Mm -hmm. Second uh, is an article from Side Hustle Nation. And uh, this is one of my favorite Side Hustle podcasts, too. It's called The Side Hustle Show. But this article is from him, and it's 99 Side Hustle Business Ideas You Can Start Today. And normally, (laughs) I hate these articles with, like, all these ideas. But I will make an exception for this one because, A... Everybody is so different that you kind of need to have all the options listed out. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of them, gosh, this article could clearly be 50 side hustle business ideas because some of them are just, they're not business ideas. Um, But just having them all laid out and able to kind of pin them against each other might help spark some ideas that you didn't have before mm-hmm. um, for something you might really like to do that you didn't realize was an option. So breaking my rule today to include Nick Loper's 99 business ideas, <laughs> which actually there are more now. I scrolled all the way to the bottom. There's like 116. No way. More added. Wow. Yes. It is yeah. quite laughable how long the list is and how little stand out to me as something that I would be interested in doing. So it's good because it gets you thinking about what different things that you could do, but it, it gives this false idea that, oh my word, I'm going to find something from this list, 99 things. And don't feel bad if you don't, because some of them require either like degrees of skill or actual degrees, um, or just things that you may or may not be interested in. So again, feel free to look at it, but it is shocking how how few I actually think I'll pursue. <laughs> of of the 116, I think we came up with three that we thought were really good <laughs> ideas. But and that just gives you the like this is one of the number one ranking articles for side hustle ideas. Like uh-huh. this is what's on the internet. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what you're getting. And uh, I mean, no offense to Nick Loper, who is so smart. I think you should listen to his podcast. 
he has some great people on there, great ideas. Um, but yeah, so I think, so my favorite one was up at the top and it was a notary. And uh, mm. that's because by com- notaries in themselves can get paid for their signatures because if you need a document signed by a notary, you need a notary. Like there's nobody that mm-hmm. can do that for you. And even if your mom's a notary, like they can't necessarily notarize your things um, if they're like a family member for some reason. So there's different like stipulations to that. So yes, notaries are needed. And notaries can also be loan signing agents for mortgages. So there's not always a loan signing agent, like an on-call one there. Sometimes the mortgage company has like their own. But um, this is a side hustle that you can do for um for those who don't and it's you're basically a notary there on call um and that can make you hundreds of dollars um per session or per hour wow um yeah and you have to obviously know where to market yourself know where to put yourself out there to get those things but but yes so that one i think is a lucrative one how about mm-hmm. you jo Yeah, the one that stood out to me was teaching English. So I actually know some people who do this, and I've heard firsthand it's legit. I make a really decent wage from home, working from my computer. And and there's a couple different places that you can do this through, and we can post some links in the show notes about that. But that seems to be, I think people make, you do have to have your bachelor's degree, Um but they make about $20 an hour for teaching English to people, usually in other countries. Yeah. And I think it's like very early morning or very late at night mm-hmm. timeframes. So that's yep. usually good. Like if you have a family and you're trying to mm-hmm. do it when your kids aren't awake or, or something like that. That's or exactly a, it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know a lot or of moms like nine who to do five. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one. And most people use VIP Kid, but I think that there are other organizations popping up. So mm-hmm. definitely do your research on that. Yeah. The people that um, I know who do it, do it through VIP Kid. So just to put that out there, that it is legit, mm-hmm. they do get paid through it. Because I get these pop-ups in my email, like, oh, I don't know, is this legit? Should I even try it? And people are saying, yes, I, I do it and I get paid. So that's, yeah. that's at least good to know. Yes. I know a lot of people that get paid by them. So... They're not going to skip out on you. (laughs) Another one on this list is selling on Amazon. And there are many ways that you can sell on Amazon. Uh, I think the most common ones are people will get either through finding deals at like a clearance item at Target, buying it, and then shipping it to Amazon, like posting it on Amazon, shipping it to them, and then somebody who is not near your target who wants that item will pay full price for it. Something like that. That's called retail arbitrage. Um, Or you can get, you can private label things, like have things made on through Alibaba or something and sell those on Amazon. A a really great thing about selling on Amazon is you don't have to keep the inventory in your house. Uh, You can have it fulfilled by Amazon. Um, and that is a way we saw on the last one that um, drop shipping and stuff was something that people made a decent side hustle income on. Yeah, it's that's an amazing thing to me and something that I'm just now understanding what that means, how people do it. 
the time investment of it, but it it does seem to be when you search side hustles, that comes up quite often. You have to do your research because there's a lot of traffic. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunity to make money, but because mm-hmm. of that, there's a lot of competition. Right. So you have to do it right. You can't just like throw things up there and, and think you're going to make money. You really have to do research uh, on the audience, on the product, mm-hmm. on your keywords when you're posting it. So I think I think for a lot of these, you're just going to find out that it's uh, it's not as easy as just signing up online and, and getting in your car and picking somebody That's up. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the things that are going to make you more money um, will take a little bit more research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even for teaching English or a lot of the things that we've listed, there is upfront time investment that once you mm-hmm. once you do it, then then it's great. You can get into a rhythm, but just signing up to teach English online from your home, I would anticipate at least 10 hours of investment of applying, of doing the interview, of prepping, of creating a space that is your classroom in your home. There's a lot of investment there. And then, yeah, like I said, you th- then you get into a rhythm. But I don't want to gloss over that aspect of these side hustles is that in the beginning, it, it does take work. Yeah. And then there's also like a balanced um, monetary investment. So yeah. I was reading in some places and there's another podcaster, Chris Gillibo, who has a book called The $100 Startup. Mm. And it's basically saying you can start any business for $100. And if you're starting, if it's cost more than $100, then you just need to scale back and like make some sales and get some mm-hmm. money in you. But you should be able to start a side hustle with an investment of $100 or less. But that's still mm-hmm. $100 you're going to have to front. And for some of us, you know, if you're paying off debt or if you're in a tight spot financially, like that sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. But know that if you really want to start something that's going to not be short-term money, but like could really be long-term money, um, it does require some kind of investment, but it shouldn't mm-hmm. cost more than $100 or so. Anything that's, else to say about this one? That's now that we've it. gone over three of 116. <laughs> so if you're wondering why we're not going over more, if we're just being like really snobby, um, one of these is working on Mechanical Turk. And I can just tell you, you'll make about $2 an hour on that. Um, YouTube channel hosting, we already know that that's $3 an hour. Using credit card rewards, that's not a business. Don't, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. mystery shopping, also not a business. Like you'll get reimbursed and make like $10 here and there. And then some of these just require more upfront cost than, than we would be willing to, to recommend. Like mm-hmm. starting a hyperlocal newspaper, like I mean, printing press, what do you like? I don't know. You're not going to be able to start that for under a hundred dollars. So renting out your car or truck, like the liability, no, thank you. (laughs) There's definitely a lot that just don't apply. Yeah. So, so you can go through the list and there are some good ones, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that we didn't go over, but most of them are, are not for our audience, but Mm -hmm. This is this is what's on the internet and this the other posts are not better. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you wanted to know before you start googling it, just save yourself some time. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess since we're done with that, 
We could just move on to something. What else is there to do than the most fun thing of the week? Yeah. Or we could just be done. Do you want to just be done? (laughs) Heck no. Oh. (laughs) It's time for the Bill of the Week. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, first of all, I wanted to say my name is Jen Smith, too. No lie. Um, There's a lot of us out there. Um, but my favorite bill is one that doesn't exist anymore because it's from my favorite stuffed ducky that I had since I was four years old. I'm 36 years old now, and the stuffed ducky doesn't have a bill anymore because I've loved and kissed and hugged it so much that the bill basically disappeared from uh, – wear and tear over the years. So that's my favorite bill, one that I loved and kissed into non-existence. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How do I show my love for this? I think that the bills of the week can't get better. And then then this happens. Jen (laughs) Smith, we should have known that there was going to be instant connection. Amazing. Oh my gosh. You loved that duck bill into non-existence. What an amazing non-existing bill. Oh. Oh my gosh. I don't think that I can love this bill as much as Jill does. Even though <laughs> she's got my name and I should love it more, I my reaction pales in comparison. <laughs> To yours, Jill. I can hardly contain myself right now. I just am picturing four-year-old Jen Smith. I don't even know what you look like, but just kissing your little stuffed ducky until it no longer has a bill. (laughs) And now, full circle, you're 36 years old, and it is now your bill of the week. Uh, Wow. I knew that we would create great things with this segment, but nothing could have prepared me for this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're you're on the brink of not keeping it together. And if you if you want Jill to lose it, uh, submit your bill of the week to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill, uh, especially if you have the same name as me. Um, or a ducky. And yeah. you will see great things from Jill's future. Seriously. Jill might not have a future <laughs> if you do this. She got me on so many levels. Wow. Yeah. She did. Man, thanks so much, Jen Smith, from the other Jen Smith. You're the original Jen Smith. Yeah. I've only been Jen Smith for uh, three years, so... Granted, I don't know how long you've been Jen Smith, but probably longer than three years. <laughs> yeah, through marriage. Mm, yes. <sighs> hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. All right. So, Jill, do you want to share some of our personal side hustle experience? Yeah, I think that'd for be the great. listeners today. Because I think that's the most tangible to say, all right, here's this list of 99 that like most of them are not applicable. But here's what has worked for us that we either just enjoy or is bringing in money for us. So, yeah, I can list off a couple for, for me. Yeah, that's painting. And even some of the construction work that my husband and I have done together has turned into a bit of a side hustle as we've pursued different things on a more full-time basis. So at one point it was full-time, moved into some part-time. So I will continue to paint for people, whether that's their walls or their doors or their ceilings. RVs? <laughs> or their RVs. Yeah. So that <laughs> that is some great work. If you've got some sort of construction skill and you're able to get in with some different contractors and fill up some of your time or yeah, if they're needing to finish up a job quickly and you can be a second hand, that has that is great side money for us. What about for you, Jen? So I have had a lot of success on Amazon. I will tell you my most recent side hustle fail. So I have made for the past year about $1,000 a month on Merch by Amazon, which is their print-on-demand t-shirt company. Amazing. So if you're following along so far, you've got more than one side hustle. Airbnb brings in $1,000. This brings in $1,000. You're doing all right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my philosophy is go deep versus wide. So I have a few side hustles I go real deep on. Mm, and this is mm, this was one mm. of them. And that's just, um, you know, a tip for life too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go deep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so this is a sad story, actually. I had some shirts up that were movie quotes and there were a bunch of other people that also had them. Um, but they are, um, to my knowledge, now clear copyright infringements. And when they were reported, they were not caught by the copyright detector initially. So they've been up for a while. And I just kind of thought, I guess they must be okay. They're on Etsy. I see them other places on Amazon. Like, I guess they're okay. I don't know. Right. Um, And they were selling well. Um, They were taken down 
last week. And then my account was terminated because there were about eight of them that were taken down. Yeah. No. So the whole account was terminated. They will not pay me like what they owe uh, for the rest of the month. And um, I can no longer, I can't even make money off of the shirts that I was making money off of um, that were safe. And um, so it's definitely doing side hustles is fun and it's good extra money, but there are legalities that go into it that you have to know. So whether that's making sure that you're the actual thing that you're selling is safe from copyrights um, or taxes that you're paying taxes properly. That's a big question we get in side hustles. Like how do I know what my taxes are? Mm-hmm. I mean, and when you're doing a side hustle, it's, you're at the point where you should probably get somebody to do your taxes for you. Mm-hmm. I avoided it for a while, but it was really helpful when we got an accountant because he was able to tell me things that I could um, that I could deduct and um, areas that like that maybe I didn't need to include mm-hmm. um, or ones that I should like know more about. Not include, but like not worry about and Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So there are things that you need to pay attention even when the money's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when you have multiple streams of revenue, it's it's good to have a system for keeping track of that and bring in other professionals. But that is a bummer, Jen, that so mm-hmm. they won't even let you maintain the things that aren't a copyright infringement. Is there a way that you can start a new account or have they like flagged you as a person? So they have flagged me for that. Um, and Travis had an account as a backup just because I always thought that maybe this could happen because it's really common okay. um, that that Amazon will just cut sellers mm. and um, because people will flag for copyright infringements pretty, uh, pretty liberally and Amazon doesn't check much. It's all algorithmic. So okay. I did send in an appeal and we'll see if it happens, but mm. yeah. So I always, I had in the back of my head, this was always an option. I wasn't investing a lot into the business anymore, mm-hmm. but I was always thankful for the money that it brought me. Yeah. So it is a huge bummer to not have that anymore. It sets me back obviously a lot um, in my goals for online business, but that is, it's a reality that not everything, even in these online business, like income reports that you read online, it's not, it's not always roses. Like mm-hmm. there are things going on. You have to do it the right way, even if it's harder. And even if it takes longer. Yeah. And again, another life lesson value to live by. Put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> so for me, I realized that some of my side hustles are like the difference between a one-time thing and an ongoing recurring. And so for me, it's usually on a case-by-case basis or I take the work as it comes. There's not much that I have that is ongoing. I know what I'm bringing in like month to month. But some of that includes random jobs that I'll pick up. So I've had a couple of people who have contracted me to do refinish furniture for them. Um, Either find them something and make it into what they like, or they already have a piece of furniture that they want, you know, different legs put on it and stain differently or, you know, just different things. So that has been a way that I've been able to make some money. 
And then also like bartending or hosting or serving at private parties or events. So that's been something that that I've done with another friend and that Eric and I are doing now for really wealthy people who want to have parties, but they don't, they actually want to enjoy their party. So we'll come in and we will do the simple things of keeping the food warm, putting new food out, serving drinks, cleaning up, keeping the kitchen clean throughout the night. So it's not catering. We're not bringing any food or drink with us. We are just helping to host the party. And that has been very lucrative as well. So if you can find a, a rich area that would want to hire you for something like that, that's great. Uh, in our past, we've also done DJing. So if you are good with audio or you've got some some speakers and a computer and <laughs> you want to bring in some extra cash there, that's an option. And then flips of vehicles. So like our motorhome uh, while we lived in it, so it wasn't, you know, a full-on side hustle necessarily, but that is, you know, something to consider. And um, other things that we've purchased at a lower cost have fixed it up and turned around and sold it again. So if you've got an eye for that, that can be that can be great. But again, not ongoing money. And then yard sales, either online or in person, as I want to get rid of things, I will sell them. Or if I'm already making gifts for people, I'll just make extra and sell it online. So like this article said, it's not going to make me a ton of money. But if I'm already doing it and I enjoy it, then great. An extra $7 a month is awesome because there you go. That's lunch. One day. (laughs) One day in that month. Yeah. And that's one of the perks about like being frugal and not spending a lot is that you don't have the need for making a ton of extra money in your side hustle. You Mm -hmm. can afford to do something that you just love, Mm -hmm. even if it like only pays you $3 an hour. Yeah. And, and so why not, why not at least make that money if you can, if you're already going to do it, then sure. Bring in a few extra dollars. Yeah. Um, another one that I do is self-publishing mm. and that's another Amazon one. And it's some something that the merch thing has taught me or is really solidified is to not put all my eggs in one basket. Mm. So it's always good to diversify income streams, not like diversify all the things that you're doing, but to do something similar, but do it in different places. Yeah. Um, so I was for a while trying to get t-shirts up on Etsy to get that going, but I just wasn't really enjoying t-shirts anymore, Mm. so I didn't work very hard. Um, So I still have my Etsy, and it's the same shirts that were on Amazon. It definitely doesn't bring me as much money just because I was not as passionate about starting it. Mm -hmm. But um, So I do self-publishing on Amazon, and that also brings me an extra thousand per month. That's where it ends. That's those were my three. Okay. Was t-shirts, self-publishing, and Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And um, so I am still on um Amazon self-publishing, the Kindle direct publishing. And um it's because I have this thing that I'm passionate about, personal finance and frugality. And I wrote um a lot about them and I just compiled them in books. And they're short books. Uh, You don't have to be like a traditionally published author to self-publish a book. It's not that hard. But um, the things that I invested into it were um, editing, cover design, and then one like email blast that was like 35 bucks. Hmm. 
So it was a little more than $100 to get that one going. Okay. But definitely worth it. Because I had my platform built, it wasn't a big platform, but I had a small email list and a website. Um, So I'd had some of that already invested um, and had brought me a little bit of money. So this was just a natural next step. I wasn't just starting from scratch with self-publishing. So some of these things you don't have to start right out with. You can start with the less expensive like starter things to make you a little bit and then reinvest that profit and uh, start getting bigger with more lucrative opportunities like self-publishing. Nice. Yeah. And and those are great side hustles that are now at this point just bringing you in some of some of that consistent money that you've done Mm -hmm. the work up front. And now it's yeah, it's just doing its thing. It's a well-oiled machine. And I think that's what we what we all hope for in a side hustle. We just want to be able to get there. Yeah, yeah. So now that we're coming to an end, I found this article by The Luck Strategist, and she had four really good questions that I think are really worth asking yourself when you're thinking about starting a side hustle. Mm-hmm. So the four questions are, one, Can you do your day job outside of your day job? So that is a way to make extra money if you don't have a non-compete or anything. Yeah. What do you do for fun? So can you, you know, part enjoy it, part monetize it? Yeah. What are you good at? So can you do a little bit of it and make a lot of money, even if you don't want to do a lot of it and make bank? And then four, what are some problems you or people you know have had to solve? So if there's a problem you can identify, someone will probably pay you to solve it. Mm, That's good. So those are the four side hustle questions to help you come up with what yours should be. And uh, hopefully you don't spend that much to start it. Yeah, those are great questions. I really like those. Can really help to identify what what you want to do, what would work for you. She put them really well. So that is all we have for today. We'll go through our regular outro about the Frugal Friends Book Club. Um, if you are reading along with us, we just started Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin and Joe Dominguez. And that means we're giving away a new book. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what it is? Don't read it because it's right in front of you. It's The More of Less by Joshua Becker. Um, it sounds kind of like our first month's pick, The Year of Less, um, but I have been really wanting to read this book by Joshua Becker. It is kind of a classic in the minimalism space. Mm. And so because I get to pick the books for the book club, I picked it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and if you want a free copy of November's book, we are giving away one for every five reviews that we get this month with no limit. Um, If you've been following along with us, you know that this is what we've been doing every month with the book. So it doesn't stop here. So you can get The More of Less by Joshua Becker. To enter, leave us a review on your podcast listening device. It doesn't just have to be iTunes, but leave us a review. Screenshot the review and then send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we will select the winners for this book at the end of the month. And we will announce that and you will get your free book. Yes. And if you are wondering what a really great five-star review sounds like. Mm. I'm going to read you one right now. This one's from Yogi Greb. 
Um, and it says, fun, honest, and entertaining. I'm new to this podcast, but I love that I feel like I'm listening to the fun, intelligent tips, tricks, and banter between friends. Definitely some great practical nuggets of wisdom to apply towards my quest to frugality. Highly recommend. Thank you so much, Yogi Greb. Yeah, Yogi so. Greb. That was excellent. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us today. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this episode, and we will come at you every Friday with some frugal goodness, friendship, camaraderie. You can find Mm. it here. Um, And even during the week, check us out on our Frugal Friends Facebook community, and we will be hanging out there throughout the week. So until then, see ya. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. You know what side hustle I would really like to start? Tell me. Dividend investing. Ooh. Do you know what that is? Um, I think so, but <laughs> go ahead with it. It sounds like the most boring side hustle, and I write about investing for a living. Um, (laughs) He describes it as buying cash flow, and I describe it as yawning. (laughs) But I'm sure it's super lucrative. I'm sure it's great. No. Oh. (laughs) False. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are good at... um, investing that is that actually brings in people a decent amount of money but you just also have to know things Mm. Mm. when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to Brand New on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.